chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. I would also encourage you parents and those who have influence over our youth and young adults that would, if you would recognize that there is no pass for children and youth. If Jesus were to come back today, all those that are unsaved would go to hell. He doesn't ask ages. Now, it has been used in the, script, uh, in the church, a, a, a terminology called the age of accountability. There's no biblical teaching for that. It simply uses that as a, as a means for, uh, of observation. In observing the scriptures, we find out that at the age of 12, Jesus is in the synagogue and he's teaching. And, and, and then also judging from the Jewish tradition of bar mitzvah, Assuming that by the time that a child is 12 or 13, they've come into a place of understanding. And so, however, at the point in which an individual, a person, no matter what their age is, at the point in which they come to recognize the difference between right and wrong, and when they know that they do wrong intentionally and that that wrong is sin, they are accountable. See, oftentimes we leave our children at home while we come to worship even while they're still under our roof, and we say, well, you know what? He didn't want to come. She didn't want to come. You realize this? You are the parent in the house, and it is your home. If he doesn't want to clean his room, does he clean it? If he doesn't want to take a shower, does he take it? You say, son, you need a shower. Daughter, you need to clean it up. But yet, when it comes to the God, we, 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 we take the passive route and we say, oh, well, I don't want to force them because I was made to come to church. Yeah, you were made to come to church, but, you shouldn't, you, but, but, but making a choice for Christ is a choice. And the only way you can come to know Christ is you got to hear the word. And you, may, you were made to come to church because the word was being given and that that was the only way you would hear unless you came. And I encourage you today, young man, young woman, because you're here and you say, I'm not here because I want to be here. My mom made me come. My dad made me come. And I'm here by force. But let me tell you something. As I just encouraged you today, that we all must give an account for everything we do in this life. We must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And it's an imperative for us to understand that we need faith, not tomorrow. We need it right now. Amen. And so if you're listening to me, young man, young woman, if you're watching on, on, online, wherever you may be and you're tuning in today, I want you to truly tune in because the Bible says faith comes by. And today I'm going to try to build your faith and I'm going to speak into your hearing something I believe will help to transform your life, but also help you to walk in the destiny that God has for you. Amen. In this, uh, <clears throat> the passage, 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 through 47. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 through, through 47. If you're there, say amen. amen. If you still come and say, I'm still coming. Keep, we'll get there. We all, we're there waiting on you. No, we'll wait on you. Amen? Because this is the premise of our lesson this morning. And I want you to get this because it's going to bless your life, I believe. Amen? 
Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all of this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save by sword or in spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. I want to talk to you today about young faith. Bring that back up on the screen. They can see me. Young faith. faith or faith in your youth. Or faith while you are young. And, and today I want to establish three points. I want to establish three premises. And through those three premises, I hope to begin to develop and, 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 and help to encourage your development in faith. The first point I would make today is faith is not just for the old. It's a blessing every time I look on this front row and I see Dr. Lord, uh, Dr. Joe and Sister Lois, and I look to see Sister Doris welcoming her to the front row, amen, and, and, and Mother Martin and Mother Moore sitting on this front row. It's, it's certainly a blessing to watch them uh, uh, walking in their faith, faith that they came into knowledge of Christ, and even in old age, they continue to hold that faith. But the truth of the matter is, faith is not just for the old. Faith is for all of us. And it's interesting because most of us young people, when we come to church, as soon as I stand up, we tune out. And it's unfortunate because you have a need for faith because you have trial and tribulation in your life. You go through things at school. You are going through something right now, young woman, young man. You've got some adversities and things going on in your life, and you need to be able to believe God for yourself. You have friends who are going through things. You have friends that are committing suicide. You have friends that are losing hope. You see all kind of devastation around you, and you need some faith for yourself. But unfortunately, when you come and you come into the place where faith is being encouraged, you just tune out. You text. Check your Facebook. But the, the, the unfortunate thing about it is that is assumption that, that faith is not for you. But faith is for you. The first thing I want to make to establish is that Faith is not for the old. And if you look at verse 42 in this 17th chapter, the first thing I want to establish that David in this context is a young man. He's not an old man. Now, over in the Psalms, he writes in the Psalms, he says, I've been young and now I'm old. He says, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. But at this moment, watch this, when he is conquering the biggest trial, the biggest challenge in his life, he is still a young man. 
He's not an old man. So the first thing I want you to notice here in verse 42, it says, and when the Philistine looked about and saw David, when, when Goliath, this is the story of David and Goliath, and when Goliath, who was a grown man, who's a giant, when he walked out and looked out and saw this little boy walking up, he says, he says, it disdained him for he was but a youth. And watch this, not even just a boy, but a little boy. He says, am I a dog that y'all would send him out with some sticks? A kid out here? But watch this, people. David was not out there facing Goliath, James, because his mom made him. Danny, David wasn't facing Goliath because his dad said, go out there and fight the giant. David wasn't out there, angel, because somebody said, hey, you need to get out there and fight. Darnisha, David was not out there because somebody said, hey, you got to do this. No, David was out there on his own because David had faith in God. Michael, see, even as a teenager, he came to understand that God was real and watch this, and he wanted to prove it. Even when others didn't believe. My next point that I will share today is that faith is not for the future. Faith is now. Faith is now. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, because see, see when, we, when we start talking about faith, and, and, and you look around and you say, yeah, mama told me that I needed to have faith, and, and, and the youth minister told me that, uh, Havana, that I needed to know more about God. But here's the thing. You'll find out that David, AJ, developed faith on his own. There's nothing in scripture that says that, that, that Jesse, David's father, helped him to know God. There's nothing in scripture that says that David uh, was instructed, Christina, by his parents. He developed faith, James, on his own. Because here's how it is. Verse 11 says, now faith. Chapter 11, verse 1, forgive me. Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, now faith is the substance. Now faith. Now it says, now and is, both are present tense. Neither one of them are future tense. Believing for something that hasn't happened is future tense, but faith is right now. Right now, you need some faith. Right now, where you are in your current context, you need faith. You need faith to, to believe God for the person that you should be liking. See, because we give with somebody, we, we just like him. He cute. But he crazy. So you need faith to be able to believe God. God, I'm going to pray about this thing. I like him. Tyann, I think he's handsome, I think he's nice, but I'm going to ask you, God, what is it? Show me what's crazy about it. Because you don't want to find out crazy when y'all on the date and he didn't pull down an alley and start acting crazy. You want to know before y'all get down there. 
Curtis, you want to know she's crazy before you standing there and she getting ready to stab you. And you're like, oh, I didn't know all this was here. Need faith. Watch this. You need faith to be able to believe God that when that bully is coming against you, somebody continues to try to intimidate you, that you can say, God, I have the authority over this. Watch this. You need faith that when you're sitting there, jostling, and you're getting ready to take your, 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 your exam, and you say, God, I've studied. I've done all I needed to do. Now, would you bring back to my remembrance the things that I've studied? Arius, you need to know when, when it's exam time and test time that you don't have to be afraid because you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and I've done all I needed to do. Now, God, you step in and help me out. So you need faith to be able to believe God, to say, God, what direction should I take? What move should I make? Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Look at this note. Faith had, David had faith as a youth. Watch this. Even when others around him didn't. David was walking around with faith when others weren't. Uh, when David, here's, here's how the story unfolds. David is only out there. David didn't even know Goliath was out there. Didn't even know he existed. But David's father told David, said, David, I need you to take this lunch to your brothers and also take this cheese to the other men in their group. David goes out there when he gets out there. Brother Lorenzo, he gets out there and he looks out and he sees all of the soldiers standing on one side afraid. And he sees this big giant standing out there yelling and cursing them and telling them he dares somebody to come out. Now, Goliath is a giant. David is a midget. Not necessarily, but you, let, me, let, me just, let me just use my imagination. Amen? It says ruddy, meaning he was small. So you got a giant and a small man who's not even a man yet, just a boy. But watch this. He says, how dare he? Talk to us like that. Wait a minute now. All of the other people around him are afraid. The rest of the ones around him are adults. And David is the only kid, and he's only there because he came to bring lunch. He's not there to fight, Gabby. He's just there to bring lunch. He's just a lunch boy. But the lunch boy had faith, Joe. He gets out there and says, wait a minute. This ain't supposed to be happening. Because our God is able, and we ought not be standing here like this. And I'm trying to help you and encourage you because if you get some faith, you can help your parents with some faith. Yeah, see, they be crying, they'll be crying and, and lay down, and you'll come and say, honey, uh, mama, we got to pray. Rather than you running and saying, oh, Lord, uh, mama, pray for me, pray for me. You say, no, honey, uh, God, is in with me. God is with me. He's rising up in me right now, and I just believe we ought to come together and pray. Rather you saying, hey, uh, Ma, where's that scripture where it says uh, um, uh, I can do uh, things with, uh, if God is, 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 um, is in, the, in the mix? 
No, that's when you walk up and saying, I can do all, Brittany, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Mama, don't worry about that. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Because, see, David had faith when others around him did not have faith. They were all standing there waiting and hoping and wishing and wondering what's going to happen. Look at verse, going back, go over back, go back over to 1 Samuel 17 and, and, and direct your attention to verse 26. See, see, see brothers and sisters, see, as a young man, sometimes people, they, they expect for you not to have any faith. They, as a young woman, I'm unique, they expect for you not to have faith. You declare things in your poems. You're saying, this is what we're supposed to be. This is how we're supposed to be. That's faith. That's the word. But say, oh, well, she's so cute. She's so, she's so good at that. That's so wonderful. No, that's the word. I'm listening to her poems. It's full of the word. But it's just cute because she's a teenager. How old are you, Omni? 17, because she's 17. Around the same age as David. Watch this. And David spoke to the men. Remember now, David is a youth. And he's speaking to the men. He said, and David spoke to the men who stood by. They all standing back there waiting. Uh, well, uh, uh. Here's what the Bible says. They had been standing out there, Darius, for 40 days. That Goliath had been coming out there and cussing them out for 40 days and daring somebody to come down in the valley with him. And here's what the Bible says, is that he did it morning and in the evening. He would go out in the morning and say, I dare any of y'all come out here. And after waiting a while, he'd go get something to eat and go home. Then in the evening, come back and say, I dare any of y'all to come out here. And Vanessa, for 40 days, they all just stood by. We ready to fight. You ever seen that somebody? You said, just fight with you. They, they. Well, y'all do something, pinch or scratch or something. You're just walking around in a circle. Do something. Kick, spit at somebody. Do something. For 40 days, they stood there. And, and when David comes to deliver the, the lunch, and, 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 and Goliath had just come out. And he starts hearing him shout. He says, wait a minute. So look what he says. Put it back up. David said, look. He said, and David spoke to me, what shall be done for the man who kills him? That's faith. He didn't say, what should be done for the man that goes out there against him? He said, what will happen to, for the man who goes out there and kills him? Because he believed that when he went out there, he was going to win. Oh, oh, now how do you come out as a little boy with a grown man who's a giant even, but has also won many battles, and you say, what's going to happen for the man who kills him and, and takes away this reproach from Israel? For who is this? You have to be able to develop your faith to be able to say, what is this in our life? Who are you to come against God's beloved? Who are you to come against God's blessed? Who are you to come against God's anointed? 
He says, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He said, I'm on God's side. How dare he come out against us? Matter of fact, he said, how dare he even say the stuff he's saying? I ought to slap him right now. That's kind of how David came. He's out there, he's like, hey, we shouldn't be standing over here for 40 days waiting. And, what, and, and, and the thing about it is, David didn't come, Larika, to fight. He just came bring the lunch. But he said, the fight has been brought to me. Because you're talking about my God. You're hollering at his people, whom he has anointed. So he says, who is this Philistine? that he would, should defy the armies of the living God. But see, listen, listen, as you start developing your faith, everybody's not going to like it. Okay? Those that don't have faith, they ain't going to like it, Danny. You start walking around talking about what God is able to do, they ain't going to like it. Because look at this. David's older brother, Eliab, mistook David's faith for arrogance and pride. David standing there and said, who is this? How dare he say that? Look at verse number. Look at verse 28. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab said, his anger was aroused against David. He got mad at David for saying that what he was saying. And notice he simply said, this man has no right to come against God's men, God's army, God's people. He wasn't talking about himself. He said against God's army. He wasn't even in the army. He was just there delivering the lunch. So he wasn't talking about himself. He was talking about Eliab, who was one of the soldiers standing out there for 40 days. You going to go out there? Now, let me tell you this. Part of the reason why I believe Eliab got mad, least because the pressure was on him. Because Eliab was tall, just like Goliath. And because when, 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 when Samuel came to anoint David as king, Eliab was the first one that, 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 that Jesse brought up because of his height. He was big and tall. He said, it must be this guy. So Eliab, I believe, was mad at David because he was big and the press was on it. Like, man, why don't you go out there? You're almost his height. Why are you standing over here with us? Go out there and try your hand at it. Look what it says. It says, why do you come down here? What are you doing down here, David? You ain't even in the army. Why are you down here? Look what it says. And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? He said, he said you know you ain't nothing but a sheep herder. Who did you leave them sheep with? You ain't no warrior. What are you down here talking so strong? He says, I know your pride and your insolence, and the insolence of your heart, well, you have come down to just see the battle. But it wasn't no battle going on. They were just standing there looking. 
For 40 days they've been looking. They've seen everything, everything they need to see. They could be fighting by now. You come down to see the battle, but y'all ain't battling. David should have said that. He should have said, brother, but wait, you ain't fighting, though. Y'all just standing here looking. So even though you may begin developing faith, others may not be happy about that, but you're developing faith not for them, but for you. Because, see, when you have faith, God honors your faith. And when you have faith, God will bless you according to your faith. David's name will never be forgotten in all of history because he was willing to believe God. Watch this. In a way he had never believed him before to see God do something he had never seen him do before. He had never fought a giant. He had never been in that position. But he simply believed that God was going to deliver him through whatever it was. Would you slide down to verse number 31? Because, see, watch this, David's faith brought him before great men. Just by David proclaiming his faith, he got an appointment with the king. Verse 31 says that, that now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported him to Saul. And Saul sent for him. Saul said, who, who is it y'all say? He wanted to go out there and fight Goliath because he couldn't find nobody to go out there. He said, tell him, come here. But watch this, verse 32. Then David said to Saul, look how, look how David walked in there, Brother Aaron. He walked in there and said, look, let no man's heart fail because of Goliath. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. He said, y'all ain't got to worry about it no more. You can't find nobody to go out there and fight. I'll go. See, part of the blessing of you being young is that part of you that's willing to just jump out there and do something. And see, God wants to use the power of that because y'all feel like, when you're young, you feel like, hey, I can do whatever. David walked in and said, look, no, no, imagine this. AJ, this little guy walks in, and they got a giant they got to face. And he walked in and said, King, don't worry about it no more. I'm going to go out there and fight him. Joya, he says, I'm going to go do it. Y'all ain't got to worry about it. Y'all can keep standing watching for 40 more days. <laughs> See, Crane, David walked up there and said, listen, I'm getting ready to go do something. Y'all ain't doing nothing. I'm going to do something. And I believe this. If you would apply your faith, Taya, and begin to believe God and trust him in your heart, you will find out that you can acknowledge, you can begin to acknowledge God through your faith, and you'll find that others around you will be blessed because of your faith. Just say, God, I believe you. I believe that you can do this. The other blessing that of being young is the longer you live and the more crud of life you have and the more disappointments you have, faith is harder to develop because you got to navigate, Charles, through all of the stuff that you've been through. See, when God tells you it'll get better, but you, you've, only see, you've seen all this trouble, and it's hard, Ashley, for you to say, God, I, I'm going to believe you. I'm just going to believe you. 
See, Taya is five, so she's not, she's not thinking about how, how difficult it is to, to preach. She, she hasn't been preaching for 20 years like I have. She hasn't preached past for 14 years. She hasn't seen how you can preach and preach and preach and not anybody come and come to Christ. And she, she hasn't seen how we can grow a little bit and then fall off and grow a little bit. All she says is, God, you are able to do whatever and anything. I am believing for 800 people to come. Because sometimes our rationale kills our faith. And see, the, more, the older you get, the more rationale you get. You just go, well, you know, it's going to take some time. We'll have to, do, have to, we'll have to start an uh, outreach ministry, and we're going to need to get a team of evangelists together, and uh, we're going to have to get some Bibles, and uh, we'll need to actually have some study groups, and we'll need to get... But see, when you're young, you say, listen, let's go get them. Somebody out there need to be saved, I'm going to talk to them. You ever been in that position and everybody standing around and you say, I'm going I'm to talk to him? You have, yes, you have. <laughs> you and your girlfriend standing there, he cute. I'm going I'm to say something to him. <laughs> See, watch this. God wants to use that because that part of you is fearless. Yeah. I remember those days, my, me and my cousin, we was like, man. You like her? No, nah, I don't like her. I like her. You gonna talk to her? No, nah, I'm gonna write her a note. And then a few times, there was somebody in the group stepping out and going over there and said, oh, I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going first now. <laughs> so watch this. That part of you that says, I'll go. What do you need, God? Because see, sometimes when you, if you wait, when you wait till you get older, you got you to worry about prescriptions and all that. <laughs> they, like when we said we're going to go out and knock on doors, some of the people say, you know, my knees, I can't walk that far. <laughs> but they, but put, send them on the shopping spree, them knees will be miraculously healed. I, You got 500000 to spend hack like you will. Oh. <laughs> Been all over the store, right? We, went out, we said we're going to go knock on doors. We're going to do a living sermon. We're going to do that again this summer. Amen. Reach Sunday. Y'all remember that? Y'all have a good time? We're going to do Reach Sunday again. We went out and just knocked on doors. We don't want nothing. We're just from the church. We just want to pray for you. Those that said, you know what? Uh, um, how far y'all walking? <laughs> Watch this. Uh, we, saw, we said we're going to fast and pray. Well, you know, I got to have some with my prescriptions in the morning. I, I ain't going to be able to just, uh, you know, you said no food at all? Well, I'm going to need a banana or something because I got to take my pills. You see what I'm saying? But you're young. You don't have to worry about that. God say fast, you can fast. He say walk, you can walk. He say run, you can run. He say stay up all night, you'll stay up all night. Y'all have seen it, the lock-ins, you know it. The youth lock-ins, lock you know how it is. About 1 o'clock, everybody like, and y'all still running. Let's, let's play a game. <laughs> what time is it? Oh, it's only, it's only 1. We're here just 7. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Even the youth leaders over there like, uh, okay, we're going to play Monopoly now, y'all. 
See, God wants to use that. He wants to develop your faith right now that you can say, God, use me. And be like David, walk up, no matter how big it is. You know what? Mika, we got it. Y'all with me? Let's go. David walked in and look what he says. David said, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go out and fight with this Philistine. But wait a minute. Look at verse number 33. And Saul said to David, are you not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him? Well, you are just a you. He, he's, he's too rational. He's rationalized. He says, wait a minute, because this man has been a warrior since his youth. He said, you are a youth, but he's been killing people since he was a youth. Too much rationalized. He, he, oh, uh, this don't make sense. I mean, David, you, you, uh, I don't see how this is going to work out. And even in his rationalizing, he also said, okay, well, if you're going to go, uh, here, put on my sword. Here, put on my armor. Take this all with you, David. Because David was getting ready to go, and all he's got is a stick and some, and some stones. He, he doesn't have the stones yet. He's just got a stick and a slingshot. Got his shepherd's staff and his slingshot. Saul says, wait a minute, Charles, if you're going to go out there and fight, you're gonna, you, this, is a big, this is a big, big, big problem. You better take something with you. David said, I already got what I need. Because the one who's fighting for me, the battle is his. But look at what David said in verse 34. Look at verse 34. He says, but David said to Saul, your servant used, used to keep his father's sheep. And he said, and when a lion or a bear came to, and took a lamb out of the flock, verse 35, I went after it. Wait a minute. David's tell, basically telling him, he said, listen, oh, I didn't just come down here talking tough. He says, I didn't develop my faith before I came. Watch this now. Imagine David. He's out there keeping the sheep. A lion comes, Danny, and takes one of the sheep, and he don't take off. Now, here's what happened to us a couple years ago. We went to the, they took the youth, the children's church uh, to, to the zoo. And um, the lion is always normally sleeping, but today he was up moving around. And he roared. I was ready to go home. I, I knew he was still inside. I was like, <laughs> I knew he was still in the cage, but it just, the sound just surrounded the whole area. And I just thought he might, he might be out. He might be, <laughs> might be coming out. Now watch this. A lion, Brad, came and took one of the sheep. And David didn't, David didn't say, oh, well, you know, we got some more. We're going to let that one go. <laughs> he says, when the lion took my father's sheep, I went after him. David. He says, and when he, came, when, he, when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard. Because you know the most dangerous thing on a lion is his mouth. He can scratch a little bit, but he can surely bite. 
But David said, I went after the most dangerous part of him. I grabbed him under his mouth, under his beard, and snatched him and struck him and killed him. Look at verse 36. Your servant has both lion, has killed both lion and a bear. He said, it, it, was, it didn't just happen one time. Here another time a bear came. He was hungry. He tried to get one of them sheep, Rodney, but uh, I went after him too. And look what he says. Because basically at this point he said, if he did it before, he going to do it again. Because he said, I had a lion and a bear. And he said, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be just like one of them. He said, you choose which one. The bear I grabbed him, uh, the lion I grabbed him on his chin. He must have grabbed the bear around the neck. I don't know what he did. He didn't say. He said, but he's going to be just like one of them. Choose which one. Watch this. Seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. He said, because he's come against God's people, he's going to be just like the bear or the lion. Watch this now. David had already declared that he was going to be delivered into his hand. So look at verse 35, 37 rather. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. See, David had built his faith up and his confidence in God. Here's what you need to understand. What David just said was when he went after that lion and went after that bear, he went after those with the help of God. He just believed that God wouldn't allow for this bear to come and take this sheep under his watch. And he says, the same God who delivered me from the bear and delivered me from the lion is getting ready to deliver me right now. Now notice this, it hasn't happened yet, and he's already speaking about it like it's already done. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, watch this, and the evidence of things not seen. It had not happened, he's saying it's already getting ready to happen. And that word evidence is a firmly held belief. David firmly believed that if God had delivered it before, he could do it again. Direct your attention to the screen because here's what David was exercising in. Write this in your notes. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask or think, watch this, according to the power that's working in you. That's your faith. I need two, I need two young people to come. Right here, Curtis and James. Y'all standing right here. You want to come to Darius? You sure? Come on, Darius. Curtis and Darius, come on. I did this a couple weeks, a few weeks ago when we were out uh, there with Pastor Keith. Just stand there, Darius. Don't face that way. This says, now unto him 
who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask or think. See, the thing that God wants, right, he wants to develop faith in young people, because y'all dream big. Ask, ask any of them right, right now, what you want to be in your group? I want to play in the NBA. You ain't hit a shot all afternoon. <laughs> I've watched you. you. You've thrown it up there several times. None of them have gone in. I'm going to be in the NBA. Y'all think, y'all dream big. The only reason David could go out there against Goliath, he, he just dreamed big. He's like, hey, it was a lion the first time, a bear the second time, a giant the third. He says, but he says, now unto him who was able to do exceedingly. Watch this. When you begin to believe, you might expect for God to just do this. He said, but now unto him who's able to go past what you already thought. Watch this. And to exceed anything you can imagine. So what he's trying to get you to understand, faith causes you to get in position to believe God, to say, God, you can only, you not only can do this, but you can do this, and you can also do all of this out here. God bless you both. Thank you. He exceedingly, abundantly, both of those words mean to go beyond what's necessary. See, now watch this. David goes out there, and here's how the story unfolds. David goes out there, and God could have just allowed him to win, Sister Aisha. Take a spear and throw it or. But God exceeded what seemed possible. Because, see, even Goliath was mad at David. He said, you come out here with a stick? That's, you, you're, you're a boy and all you got is a stick? David said, oh, no, that ain't what I came out here with. He laid the stick down. Reached in his pouch, pulled out a rock, pulled a sling out of his belt, put the rock in there. Now, I can imagine at this point, Goliath is like, what is this little crazy boy doing? What is he doing here? And David said, because I'll come to you in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. He didn't say that because... All that hadn't been revealed, but I'm just letting me go with what I'm doing. <laughs> but wait a minute. On the first throw, Sister Yvonne, he killed him. But here's what the Lord made sure was recorded before he killed him. That he picked up five. Because watch this. God exceeded the expectation, Brother Ron, because he said, look, you got five, but you only need one. So watch this. If you believe that God is able, God wants to use that part of you that is relentless and said, I will believe you in big ways. See, Jaleesa, you're not old. You're not, you're not, you, got, you haven't gotten old where you can forget that God is able. You can still see how God can do something major in your life. Tenacious, you can still believe God in, in major ways and say, God, this ain't even big enough for you. 
you know how y'all are in the mirror? You're singing. You see yourself as a star. You know, you might be a flashlight. I'm not, I'm not trying to dampen your, you know, your dreams. I'm just saying. You just, you're more likely to be a star, a flashlight, you know, a pen light or something. Not a, but you still be, you believe. You ever watch, you ever watch the, the, the auditions for uh, Star Search? Not Star Search, um, American Idol. You ever watch that? People come on there, well, my whole family tell me I can sing. They, get, they, they keep telling me I, need, I, should, I should try, so I'm here, look for my big shot. Uh, and they like, uh, hold on, hold on, I, I, I messed up. Uh, like, you know what, you don't have to try again. You ain't gonna make it. But watch this. They'll tell their story of how they borrowed money, drove all night long, stood outside in the line for three days, ate crackers to get inside, just to get on there and say, oh, because that's how y'all believe. And God says, if I can harness some of that faith and get you believing me like that, what could you do in this world? What would you accomplish if you begin to believe this verse here, that you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength? Did you walk and say, I don't care what it is. God said I can do it. I can do it. See, David was operating under that mindset. Look at verse 46. Slide down to verse 46. Because look what he says in verse 46. He says, this day, the Lord will deliver you in my hand. David, now he's standing out there looking at, the, at Goliath. And he's telling Goliath what's getting ready to happen. He said, Goliath, I've come out here to kill you. And the Lord's going to deliver you in my hand. And then look what he tells him. He tells him everything he's going to do. Because remember now, if he's dead, he ain't going to be able to see all this. So y'all missed that part, didn't you? He's telling him everything that's going to happen, Brother Anthony, after he's gone. He's after you dead. Here's all the stuff I'm going to do. He said, look, and I will strike you. I'm going to take your head off so you ain't going to be able to see none of this. I'm going to just let you know what's happening. And this day, I'm going to give your carcass to the camp, the, camp, the, the, the camp of the Philistines, to all the birds of the air. Watch this. And the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God. He said, now you've been standing out here defying my God, but after you've gone, the world going to know that my God is real. Verse 47. And then he says this. Then all this assembly, he says, all those that have been watching for 40 days, all these, these, these watchers, this assembly, all these that have assembled themselves out here to watch, he says, watch this. And they will know the Lord does not, the, the, the Lord's not saved by sword, nor by spear, but the battle was his. David said, whatever happens down here, God is doing it with me. And he's God is doing it through me. So David walks out there and says, listen, God's going to give you my hand. 
I can do this, not in myself, but because he's with me. But watch this last part. My last point of the day. Faith is necessary even when you're young. Faith is necessary. I want you to turn with me real quick to Hebrews 11 once again. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. Hebrews 11. Young man, young woman, young adult, youth. Diani, I'm encouraging your faith to believe God and have confidence in what he wants to do even in your life. That you don't, when you hear me talking about faith, that you don't detach yourself from it. That I'm talking right to you. I'm saying that God wants to do it in you. Because he did it in David, he wants to do it today in you. Look at this, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must first believe that he is, watch this now, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek you, seek him. Here's what I've come to understand when you're, when you're young, and all of us uh, for that matter, but, but particularly as you're young, you want somebody to give you an award, don't you? They give you something, you know, for, for doing, for accomplishing something, you, you're proud of it. Give you a little medal, you know, you, they give you a piece of paper, anything, just a certificate. So if God is trying to reward you, young man, young woman, why wouldn't you accept his reward? Because here's what he says. He says, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. As you seek God by faith, God said, I will reward you. I will reward your life. I will bless and honor your life. He says, because if you believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek He's just looking for somebody who, who's diligent in seeking him. So don't come and just sit and, and tune it out because faith comes by hearing. You need faith to be developed in your life and you're in the place where faith is being built up. Come and hear so you can build your faith. And watch this, that you might unlock the David in you. that you might unleash the David that is in you. Watch this, or the Davina that's in you. Because faith has no respect to persons. Faith has no respect to persons. Look at this. At the core, at the core of all of mankind's, of humanity's existence, is to strive to please God. See, when it says that without faith it's impossible to please God, that should be what all of us, our desire as human beings should be. I know we live life trying to figure out what am I going to do, what am my life going to be, what am I going to do with my life, but ultimately every person on the planet should be striving to please God. Solomon, who was considered to be the wisest man ever, after he sat down and pondered, he wrote all these proverbs, he had lived a number of years, he had all the riches, had, had experienced all these things. After he completed all of that, he sat down and wrote something. I want you to see it and read it for yourself. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Ecclesiastes is right after Psalm, Song of Solomon in that area. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. You know what, well, for the sake of time, just, just direct your attention. Write this in your notes if you're, if you're taking notes. Write it down, but just, just look, at, look at it here on the screen. He says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. He says, to fear God and to keep his commandments, 
For this is the whole duty of man. He says, listen, I've thought about it, I've pondered it, I've considered it, I've, 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 I've lived, and I've experienced a lot of things. But what I've come to conclude is that man's very existence is that he should honor God. That's fear. He's not talking about fear like, like fear of intimidation, but honor and reverence. He says, to fear God and to keep his commandments. That that is the whole of man. That is the whole of all humanity. That is the whole of all humanity, which applies to everyone who is a human being. Young and old alike. But before Solomon got to this point, he started this chapter out by saying this. He says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. He says, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when you say, I have no pleasure in him. Remember I was talking about being able to do and you, and you got to take your medications and you got arthritis and rheumatism and, you know, only one hip working still and you, you're just trying to make it. He says, remember God now when, when none of those things are the case. Hard of hearing, you know, what do you say? When you can hear and, and go, when you can get up, when you don't have to rock, get up from your seat, that you don't have to plan your ascension. See, those, those who are older know what I mean by that. The young people are like, plan my ascension. What you don't know is the older people, they start thinking about getting up before they actually get up. When you see them moving, they've already been thinking about it. They already had a plan for it, Bobby. They were already, it was already on their mind. You know, I'm getting ready to get up here the next couple minutes. Let me, let me get. They get the legs in position, get the feet right. Slide to the edge. Rock forward. Get some momentum and come on up. See, you don't have to do that. You can just jump up and go. You say, we're going to go, let's go. He says, so remember your creator in the days of your youth before all those days come. And then finally, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Pull that up for me. Faith comes by hearing, and I'm encouraging you, young man, young woman, young adult, youth, when you come to worship, first and foremost, plan, plan your week to come to worship. Because you, are, you can only build your faith by hearing. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's according to Romans chapter 10 and verse number 17. So I would encourage you, stop tuning out when you come. Don't come and sit down, and once you get to your seat, like, oh, I'm here. What time is it? We got an hour. Because faith comes by hearing, and faith is necessary in your life. And if you get faith right now, you'll find out you will unlock the David in you. And you'll find that you'll do some great things by faith and by confidence in God that you never dreamed you could do. Look at number 12. Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, write this down. Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, for who 
for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He says, even you as a young man, as a young woman, look unto Jesus, who is the author, watch this, and the finisher of our faith. What faith is he talking about? Every person who's born again has, found, has some faith. They have foundational faith. Salvation faith is this, the faith that, that lays the foundation for all other faith in your life. At the point of you believing God to the point of salvation, now you have the, the, the substance to develop, develop great faith, the kind of faith that David had to do great things. But you almost always have to look unto Jesus, who has offered that faith, he, he's demonstrated it, who's established it, watch this, and he, who's working it out in you. But he does that by his word. The Bible says, Jesus says, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. I challenge you, young man, young woman, youth, that when you come, you come with an expectation that, God, I need to grow my faith and I'm coming to hear some word that I might grow in faith because I'm going to believe you in some big ways in my life. That if David could do it, so can I. See, as you develop your faith, you will have some lion experiences, some bear experiences, before you get to the Goliath things. But watch this. If you have some lion experiences and you have some bear experiences, then you can conquer some Goliath experiences in your life.